0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed.
1: Good
0: morning
2: everybody. I was kind of like a Soothsayer with I was like, like a snake charmer, but then I was like, I didn't want to be
3: offensive. Like playing the recorder? No, I was gonna be like, Yes, I get it. I'm just saying it's just sort of could have said it. I'm playing the recorder.
2: So I tried to get my kid to watch Aladdin the other day.
3: Did it work? No, but at
2: the beginning of Aladdin now on Disney Plus, it's uh, there's a message that comes up that says, This was made in a different time. Many of what you are about to see can, is, is offensive. We are keeping the movie here for, I mean, and then I'm like, I get it, but how bad was it? And then the first character is Robin Williams, not as the genie, but as some, and it's pretty, I mean, it would never get made today. So I get why they uh, did are that. Are they doing that with like all the movies made back then? or just, Probably have to.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: Tim Shea is my partner in crime once again. Timmy, are you over the loss the other day? The Packers um, lost to the Giants. Still kind of hard to believe. Yeah, you, you
3: know they did go to London, right? They did oh, travel God. to London.
2: What I had said to wrap up yesterday's show was the Packers, I thought they did an incredible job of showing you you're in. we're in London. And making the fans that were there like, we're here for you. And the fans that were there were like, thanks, Packers. And everyone was like, it was, you know, Leroy, and they were there. And everyone was like, it was just so cool. I, I had FOMO. I was like, damn. And then, and then Matt everybody. Lafleur. Matt Lafleur is like, it looked like you were asking him to, I don't know. Move like his move his neighbor that he didn't like. He was like, so pissed. Like oh it was my. a
3: chore. There was a chore to go there.
2: And I know for a football coach, you know McCarthy would always freak out when the game was at three twenty five and not noon.
3: <laughs>
2: why do these guys get into such a rhythm? Like why do they? Why, why why? Like everybody else in the world is expected to deal with obstacles and situations coming up and be flexible, but. Football. I just, I just feel like we bend over for football coaches. Like they're this, they're this rare breed of human that we have to cherish. Like it's almost like they're royalty. When in fact, a lot of these guys are dumb, and just dumb.
3: And and now and now they have their first noon game. So I'm sure they'll make a big deal about this because they've been all they had are night games in three. 3-
2: yeah, because because they always have they always have afternoon games but then the week they go to london now we're at noon but the media ask about it but i mean they know they're gonna get a good answer so and you know the nfl
3: is gonna want green bay there every year now because look at green bay green bay
2: also treated it like green bay also treated it like uh it was gonna be their only time they were ever gonna be there it might be like they they were celebrating London, but there did seem to be a little bit of, we're doing this now. Like we'll, we'll, we'll do all the pubs. We'll do all autograph signings. Mark Murphy's riding around. We got our double decker bus. I've never seen a team. And cause they're the last team to do it. And maybe I haven't paid attention, but I've never seen a team embrace London so much from top to bottom. But to me, it also gave up a little vibe of, we're not doing this again. Like this is it.
3: I'd love to go back and see, like, when other teams like the Packers went to London, like Dallas. Like, was it that big for them when they first went? Or who else? I mean, is New York, you know, one of the New York teams that big? Like, this was the Giants' third time going. Like, was it as big for them as it was for the Packers?
2: So that nightmare's over. And then what was fun on Twitter uh, on Sunday – was that everyone was – this happens every week with the Packers. Everyone bitches. And then, like, 30 accounts start to say, guys, let's keep it positive. Let's just try to – and then uh this Rogers stuff. Jair's like, yeah, well, if we lose to the Jets, I'll be concerned. And then Rogers is like, why do we even think of that? Like, what I said again yesterday to wrap up the show was, Rogers is like the kind of guy who – thinks he knows everything. And then when he reveals the information, like power positive thinking is a, is a successful model. When it comes out of his mouth, it's, it sounds like he thinks he's making it up and we're so enlightened to, to hear it. Rogers needs to stay off the ayahuasca and he needs to get his ass down to Muskego and get
3: some happy place hemp. That's what he needs to do. You agree I'll, with me? I'll meet him there. I'll, you know, I'll tell him keyword Bart.
2: Yeah. Or hey, yeah. Bart. Happy place, Hemp. Okay, so Happy Place, Hemp. Just let me tell you about them real quick, and then I'll shit on Rogers some more. But they've got a bunch of different gummies. Uh, there's a mango. It's CBD and CBG. This one you could take in the morning, and it kind of like I even I've taken that once, and it it did pretty good but I haven't really experimented with these as much as I wanted to. Uh, The Delta 8, that's like... Tim, you want to explain what the Delta 8 is?
3: Well, for me, it kind of like puts me to sleep.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so the bottle is open. I'm not going to admit that I took one yet, but the
3: bottle Mm -hmm. is open. It, uh, It does some good things. It makes you nice and relaxed, you know? Yeah. Maybe play some music, play a game of the show or Madden
2: yeah i'd say of all their products it's very high on my list very very high yeah very high on my list and it's legal tim i know uh so the cbd and cbn this is the the uh, nighttime stuff this is what i take to sleep as you can see i'm showing you the jars on the 70 the problem is it tastes good and i like want to eat them like a snack <laughs> <laughs> That's that's not good. They make all their products in Muskego. It's all safe, it's all legal. They can send it to you in discreet packaging. You go to happyplacehemp.com, happyplacehemp.com, use the code BART when you're checking out. It'll knock 25% off your order. And that's a code that you can continue to use. So it's not just like a first time deal. It's a first time and existing customer deal.
3: Okay. Or or if you actually go there like me. Yep. You can tell them that you listen to Bart. Yeah, you can say
2: Bart was telling me about this and they'll knock 25% off your deal too. So happy play, Sam. Check them out, Gummies, Delta 8, Delta 9 if you're feeling nasty like Mick Jackson uh, and you'll be good to go. Uh, Rogers again, the thing that we talked about a lot after the game was the checkouts and what was he calling and what was he not calling? I'm still not totally clear about the series in general where they had the three deep passes. That's where the game turned because mm-hmm. the defense was on the field for a long time, gave up a touchdown. Uh, correct. And then the uh, Packers came back out three deep shots. Uh, what it made Rodgers made it sound like is he liked the plays that were in. But then again, this isn't like backyard football. The play doesn't, the plays don't always just throw to the guy deep. There are other options there. And then I was re-watching the end of the game, and on that fourth down, like, if they gave the ball to A.J. Dillon, they, uh, there was a good block set. He would have had a touchdown. It just, this is a team that needs to be, they need to be better than what they're playing like because the talent is better. Matt LaFleur's smarter than this. Rodgers is better than this. The defense is better than this. But they are playing, it's not even that they're playing down to their competition, it's they're they're playing at a level where, the competition has no choice but to play better than them. They're playing lower. The Patriots didn't need to be in that game two weeks ago. The Giants didn't need to be in this game. You're up 17-3. to three. I thought we were finally going to get a blowout.
3: But yet they they blow it. Do you feel like when they're on offense that they should run maybe a no huddle or a hurry up offense because that last drive, They were moving the ball.
2: I feel like they need to run the offense through the running game. Your best player is Aaron Rodgers, right? Yep. Your second best player without question is Aaron Jones. Mm -hmm. You need to get him involved in these games. Why is he a mystery? It's a good question. Like, when he sits on the sideline, is he out of – LaFleur's peripheral that he doesn't see him 15 touches. That's not enough. 13 for 63. That's not enough. It's it's not good. And this thing about losing to the Jets, I'm not, I'm not, let me see what the spread is on that because that already came out. But I'm not like confident they're going to beat the Jets. I'm,
3: I'm not, it's a coin flip. The Packers are a seven point favorite. Who? Us. Yeah, seven. That's too high.
2: That's remarkably high. But so I think at the end, what's what's going to happen is like where I'm already thinking is, oh, uh, okay, this will be the week I'll take the Jets, and then I'm thinking in my head, well, no, the Packers actually will win by. Uh, this will this will be the game, so I'll probably end up taking the Packers to cover this this football game, but the possibility of them losing. Is very very real. How can it not be real? They've, they they we we know what their identity is like. Rogers thinks he doesn't have one. Their identity is they're not
3: that good. What's the QB's name for the Jets out of BYU? I can't think of it. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, mobile quarterback.
2: Yeah, and something else I want to say: I am not going to be bullied into not questioning if Aaron Rodgers is good or not. And if he's the best option for this team. And I did not like the Jordan love draft pick, but if they, if it gets to cont- if it continues like this, there should absolutely be conversation about at least what would the team look like with Jordan love? No, one's going to say that Jordan love is better. In fact, he may be far, far worse, but I would just like to see how that game would have gone. If Jordan love was the quarterback, if they had a game plan where, you know, it's it's like is Rodgers too good? Is Rodgers too good that you can just say, "Oh, I'll just chuck it deep." You're right. You're Aaron Rodgers. Do we almost need to restrict the offense? Rogers doesn't have Devontae anymore.
3: That's so the, the problem. That
2: is different. Is you can't just chuck it to Devontae all the time. You have to. You have to play an. You have to have an offensive game plan. You see all these other teams on Sunday having offensive game plans. Like, can we have an offensive game plan, Tim?
3: That's the problem. He thinks these wide receivers are like Devontae Adams, that they can just get open down the field. He wasn't even close on like half of
2: them. And I think the receivers are coming along fine. I don't think he's doing them any favors. Just run, run. It's down. not like these deep balls are being dropped and they're in the breadbasket. These deep balls, they're not
3: close. They're not even even like, like, oh, he just had his fingertips on it. Like week one, the first play of the season. It wasn't, they're nothing like that.
5: are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new health care regimen, including EE system.
2: Uh, This was a call from Dave in Cudahy. And this was a call from Friday, I believe. This was before this week's game. But this is from Dave.
4: Good morning, gentlemen. Bart and company. Dave and Cuddy here. Had to call because I am listening to Friday's broadcast, podcast, all cast. And uh, Orbot definitely throwing out the love signal to see who is that Jordan Love fan. Had to call in, chirp about my boy, Jordan Love, and how much it still. Think that that man is going to leave this Packers team in the near future. So be ready, Ryan Horvath. Uh, be prepared. Also, it might be sooner than most because uh, with the way that the Packers have been playing, man, Bailey Zappi looking like a damn stud. Uh, I am ready, though. I'm ready to get all of these uh, Packers stuff going. Let's see, like, the trains start to move a little bit, right? And uh, hopefully, hopefully, we can see some some playoff success. Uh, Ride the love train, Bart. Have a good
2: one. That was David Cudahy. That was before this weekend. So he's still referencing Bailey Zappi. Now, I mean, if Daniel Jones had played that game at all once last year, they exercised that fifth-year option on him. Now, some Packer fans, I know think that maybe when Daniel Jones hits free agency, he should be in green and gold. That someone is me. Why? I've always loved Daniel Jones. Yes. Huh? Have I not, am I, I right now?
3: You have, no, you have. You have. Is he good? He's okay. Serviceable.
2: <laughs> uh, I also still love Justin Fields. So Why? Uh, Cause he was good. He's good. He was great in college. You watch this guy in college wearing an Ohio State jersey. He's unstoppable. And then just That's he on a Bears State jersey,
3: That's all Ohio State quarterbacks.
2: Just because he throws on a Bears jersey, he sucks now. No. He's you know the Packers, play, He's playing in the wrong offense. Packers right now are the seven seed in the NFC. So they are a playoff team. A lot of people are. This is what I saw a lot of is questioning:
3: Are we even a playoff team? Like, screw Super Bowl are we even a playoff team? The seven seed. So, uh, what, like a Saturday, Saturday mid afternoon on Nickelodeon game. There we go.
2: Could be, we'd go to Minnesota
3: and probably beat them.
2: Now the season is what? 28% of the way through. So we got to,
3: yeah, just over a quarter. All right. Let me get to uh, spark guy. Spark,
1: spark that here. Just
4: call after, um, uh, the game. I missed most of it, but just see the Packers lost, but um, I just did listen to some of it. And I do have to ask this. I know you're going to get commentary from people about how the play went and everything else, but bigger picture, more conspiracy oriented. What are the odds that Rodgers has an end game for the end of this season? And I guess the, the, the more direct question is related to that, what does it take for the Packers to do to bring Rodgers back again? I think when they're three and two and you start to see these kind of patterns, you know, do they have to at least win eleven games, ten games? Like, what's their record, and when does it start becoming conversation of um, of uh, Jordan Love either not even replacing him during the year, but next season when that contract explodes on the salary cap that they move on? Um, that's my question for you. So, take care.
2: Well, and that's kind of what we were talking about. So, great question, great call. I think when the Packers locked into this thing with Rogers, this new contract the reason he won a new contract so bad is because he didn't want that to be a decision. I think the under. I think the Packers are just like, all right, screw it. Rogers is playing here until he's not playing here. But if that's going to be the case, this is not like when, when they drafted love Rogers, there was some down turn in his play and then they drafted love and he won the MVP. And then he won it again. He does not look like half of that guy right now. So I don't know. Sometimes these quarterbacks, when they regress, there's a, it's a huge regression and it happens very quickly. And I hope we're not seeing that with
3: Rogers. I still don't think that we are. I you don't, don't, you don't think, think you don't think he's starting that, that downfall you like a, like Brady or, uh, Philip rivers or whoever else.
2: Well, I still physically, I don't think it's, I don't think like these deep throws aren't as accurate maybe, but I don't, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a physical thing. I think the problems that I have with Rogers are the mental thing, mental. Like, why do you guys look so apathetic when you get punched in the mouth? Why do you guys uh, throw three D passes? Why do you guys, why do you guys pass when you clearly should run? Why do you do all these things? It's not that I'm questioning his physical abilities. It's that I'm questioning like the mental capability and, not even the desire, but just like throwing the ball downfield is the easy thing to do. I feel like a eight yard 90 or an eight play 90 yard, 15, uh, 10 minute drive. Like Rogers, like that disgust him. That's not what he wants to do. You know, he's so like, when I play slots, I never let it go anymore. I'm going, I'm a bang, 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 get my bonus Bang bang, 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 bang. I have no patience. So I wonder if that's it with Rodgers. He's got no
3: patience. Yeah, he just he he, he does. I don't think he he wants to be a running team. And they have to be. They have to be.
2: I don't. I don't he, think this team has constructed. He, this team has constructed. They can win the Super Bowl. They they absolutely can. They have to figure out how they put their pieces together to make that happen.
3: Well, they should have done it before the game on last Sunday. But whatever. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to think anymore. I I really thought when it was 17 to three, I said, blah, this game's over. Let's
2: get. Well, I'm I'm telling you, my mother-in-law is very vocal during games. Every play is life or death. Okay. And I was telling her there is no, there is no way they are losing this. (laughs) And I've done that before in games and it's worked out. And this was the
3: first time that it like it
2: backfired. I
3: well, know. at halftime, I said, finally, we're going to get, you know, the, the giants will get the ball. They'll go three and out. We'll get it. We'll score. We we'll be 24 to th- three, whatever it was. And we can lean back and enjoy the second half.
2: Let me get one more call on the Packers. And then I want to find a way to rip on the Brewers. Uh, this is a first-time caller. Oh, feels like the very first time. Yeah.
1: Hey, Mark. Uh, Mark from Brown Deer. First-time caller, actually, but uh, been listening for quite a while. And I'm just uh, driving home right now, just thinking about this Packers loss, and I, mean, I mean, they got me really upset. You know, kind of embarrassed us in a different country, and it's just its very upsetting. Um, it's something about this team. Like, I know I've heard some stats about they have the second most explosive plays in the NFL or whatever. But, man, and it seems like it's been this way for quite a while, even during the 13-month seasons. But this, this team is just – I feel like they're, they're untimely. Their offense is untimely. Like, there's got to be a, some kind of stat or some way to look up like, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a team take sacks on third down to push them out of field goal range, as much as the Packers do. Like, somebody, somebody has to look that set up. How many times have the Packers been pushed out of field goal range on a third down sack? Because it seems to happen every week now, and it's, just, it's, it's baffling. Like, you know, like, when we're looking at the stats and off at the line and we're, you know, rated pretty well and all that, but then all that just goes to shit, you know, and at the worst times, I guess. And I don't know. I just feel like that's, that's something that needs to be addressed. And we just need to play better in the the crunch time situations, in the clutch. Um, Wanted to let that be known and see what you guys kind of think about that. Thanks. All
2: right, Mark. Uh, Thank you. Don't be a foreigner to the show. Um, again, you can call into the show 402-915-2278. It's 402-915-BART and leave voicemails. And I try to get those back onto the air as quick as possible. Oh, there's one voicemail that I haven't got. Uh, this was Matt in the falls really wanted this take out there. Hold
3: on.
4: Fire council. Bring in primetime. Two way coach. Badgers, Brewers, history. Book it.
2: I don't know how to hang up in my car. All right. So he wanted that out there, and that's out there now. Deion Sanders. uh, Two-way coach. No. Which leads me into the Brewers, and more specifically, baseball. Uh, So Sunday night, as we were watching – Bengals and Ravens also was keenly aware of Mets and Padres. Now we think the Brewers collapse was bad. The Mets had the NL East wrapped up and it seemed like they could beat everybody, but the Braves, the Braves charge. And how there's a series of the Phillies and the Braves starting today, the two NL East teams that finished behind uh, the <laughs> Mets for most of the season, the Mets did finish second in that division. And That's why they played and were already out. So the Mets were the only team, the Mets Padres series, that was the only series of the first wild card series that went three. The schedule today is Phillies and Braves. And that game's on Fox, like Fox six, Fox 11. So Fox is showing some daytime baseball games, which I appreciate. I think Uh, Mariners and Astros around two 30 Yankees and guardians. That'll be about six 30. And then uh, Padres and Dodgers, like a night game, sort of at eight, 30 so those are the series left I filled out a playoff bracket I got every series wrong so far except for the Padres I took the Padres to win the World Series because I think it'd be very fitting if in this season it was the Padres that did it with Josh Hader and Trent Grisham yeah has come alive for that team so that is beginning to look like they won that trade again we keep proclaiming that trade winner one way or the other and then when we do that it always looks wrong i was disappointed i was disappointed more series didn't go three but i did like the format it was i think it was better you still got the intensity of what a you know that that wild card that one game but at least it gave you a chance if you lost and then if you lost twice okay you lost the series so i did like it better and now we'll see these teams that haven't played the astros the braves the Dodgers, the Yankees, we'll see how that time off affected them. But
3: I hate to say it. I think baseball got this one right. Oh, they got it right 100%. Uh, the Mets were up, just to let you know, I mean, you said big, 10 and a half games at one point. 10 and a half. So or just we remember, up like five? We were up five, yeah. So yeah. half of that. Just imagine if we were up 10 and a half games. We'd still be on fire right now. So I'm such a loser. Are these series now best of five? No, I think now we go seven from here on out. Oh, I think don't, well,
2: let don't. me double check that. And then to, uh, correct ourselves for the other day, Ray Rhodes is still alive. Okay. Yeah.
3: Well, maybe the Packers should go hire him as a consultant.
2: Well, he had like a stroke back in '06, and he hasn't really done. I don't know. I don't like what shape he's in, but he is living. Okay. I would think that if Ray Rhodes wanted to be a coach in the last 20 years and was capable, he would be. Right, one would think. I would think so. So the weekend, I actually watched a lot of the baseball. I'm still stunned about the Mets thing. I feel terrible uh, about it for Mets fans. We know one, Ryan Wood, Green Bay Press Gazette. Um, I feel terrible about that, but I think it, it it shows you again how volatile the playoffs are. And that would almost, I think, if you're a if you're Brewers brass, you got to say like, look. This is why we say bites of the apple because anything can happen in these playoffs. Who cares if we win 100 games? We might like, we, we just got to get in. But then this year, you know, they still didn't get in.
3: I watched a lot. I don't know why, but the, the Cleveland Guardians, I watched a lot of their games.
2: Well, those were in the Pro-
3: day. Probably because they played 15 innings in one game.
2: Yeah. The Friday game was the first game in the day. And then the Saturday game was a 15
3: inning game. So, and it was the first game again. I don't know why. It's just that, that that maybe it was more of the Rays thinking I, I thought they were going to go far in the playoffs. No, I just told you why. It was because of the time of the day I, it was on. Well, I watched. But, again, I watched a lot of games. So, But for some reason that was – especially when college football was on Saturday.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that that's hard for baseball too. And, you know, Sunday they didn't – it almost worked out for baseball there was one game and you can kind of flip back with the other one football game. Cause you don't want to have a bunch of games during Sunday.
3: Well, I think the original plan was to do before they came back from the lockout or whatever you want to call it. Oh, okay. Like it was Tuesday, supposed to be, I Thursday, think it was supposed day. to be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday.
2: All right. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> so. Cause yeah, to go against the NFL is one thing to go against the NFL and college. Like the MLS on Sunday, the MLS had their final decision day of the season. Nobody cared. Could you imagine if they would have had four games today? Um, you mean on Sunday, we, uh, on Sunday, it's Tuesday. You're right. It would be wildly irresponsible if we taped this one two days in advance. You're right. Tim Shea. Um, yeah. So what do you, who who do you like the rest of the way? Do you, you ride with Um... the guardians? I'm going Padres. I'm going Padres to beat the Dodgers. And I'm going to take the Yankees to beat the Guardians. I'll take the Astros to win. I'll take all the favorites. No, I'm not taking the Dodgers. My World Series pick was Padres over Astros because I think the Padres will win. And then I think people are going to be like, Padres, Astros, who wants to watch this?
3: Uh, I'm going to go with the Mariners in the American League. That was my pick at the way beginning of the season. I do have it in text form. So if anyone wants to see that, I do have a screenshot of. And then the National League, obviously, my pick at the beginning of the year is always the Brewers. Funny. Um, oh sure. So, National League, give me. I don't
2: know. Right, the Padres. With give me, me the Brewers. I'm going to actively root
3: for the Padres. Well, the Padres and Mariners are the one common opponent with each other for interleague play. You know, when they do like oh, Brewers sure. Twins. Cubs, White Sox, Cardinals, Kansas City, Royals. Yeah. Like someone, someone was brilliant enough to say, Oh, Mariners and Padres. That's a big rivalry. Yeah. Because they were like the last two at the dance. <laughs> so maybe, maybe it's meant to be that they play in a World Series. Well, we'll see. Uh, all those games today, Tim. There's a today. four game yes.
2: uh, today. And uh, I, I will be watching. I mean, it helps that they're on in the day when I'm sitting on my ass doing jack shit will you watch the game late tonight the dodgers, uh, dodgers Padres? Oh, that's that's your team yeah probably probably last night was football and wrestling uh and then tonight tonight's saturday at live night because we're on delay on that and then tomorrow will be catch up on like abbott elementary and then Thursday, of course, will be Law & Order.
3: And Thursday Night Football.
2: Right. Bears and Commanders, is that this week? Yeah. Uh, I believe Toby about that. Toby's return tomorrow, by the way, on the podcast. Toby back tomorrow. Is Toby going to that game?
3: You got to ask him about it.
2: I think he said he was. Yeah. And then there's another game where Washington plays, like, semi-close, like, Indy, maybe, that he might be going to. I guess that's only, what, six hours?
3: Yeah, no, five. Wow. I've done it. It's easy trip.
2: Yeah, that's not too bad. I, I still got to figure out how I'm getting to Buffalo. Plane tickets. a a, uh, a non... No, a round trip from Milwaukee to Buffalo is like $900. If you pay me, I'll drive you. Oh, Uber? <laughs> I might have to get back on that DoorDash life. Oh, boy. I don't know. I mean... I, can, I I make money and they pay you pretty quick. It's like, give me Mariners, Astros,
3: World Series.
2: <laughs> All right, and and then uh, as as you guys are listening to this, I also am listening to it and I'm dropping off Qdoba at Milwaukee Riverside right now. So <laughs> that's probably what's happening. Um. Okay. I also wanted to mention the Badgers. Who, with their new head coach Jim Leonard, going to Northwestern? I wasn't able to watch much of this one. I was at a wedding, so like now they're good, or is just Northwestern sucks?
3: Well, Northwestern is really, really bad. Because
2: but... the review,
3: I, the review I read
2: was that it looked like they were playing at ten times the speed that they played at normally.
3: Yeah, I mean they they mix some things up. How about this part? they, instead of running the ball on first and second down, they started passing the ball on first and second down. Yeah, didn't
2: Graham have like five touchdowns again? Yeah,
3: incorporating some play action and some misdirection, and Graham Mertz was scrambling in the pocket and looking good, getting, you know, just finding the open guy for once. So, yeah, Northwestern is not – really good at all but this was probably a good first game for them to mess around with the playbook and do some different things and different looks and who knows they can still win the west Bart. they can still win the west whoever
2: wins the west that sucks like that sucks that someone's
3: going to win the west you know who you know who potentially could win the west like in all seriousness illinois and they're ranked. Yeah. They've only
2: allowed 48 points. They're they five and one. They want so, a barn burner over the weekend. Yeah. Was that nine, six? Yeah. Four game winning streak, Illinois, Purdue and Nebraska, all two and one Minnesota one and one in the conference Badgers, Iowa, Northwestern all one and two. Um, and then the winners. And then you have the top of the top of the East is Michigan, Ohio state, Penn state, Michigan and Ohio State obviously play each other every year at the end, but Michigan plays Penn State this weekend. This weekend is why I root in college. What I root for is the undefeated teams to stay undefeated. Um, I actually did, though, root against Alabama uh, the other night, but they won. I think we all won. But then, because listen to this weekend. Uh, 11 a.m., you have Penn State and Michigan. 5-0 and 6-0 matched up against each other. You have... Uh, there's another big one. Two thirty, Alabama and Tennessee now six and zero and five and zero. At the same time, Oklahoma State and TCU five and zero and five and zero. I think there's one more like that. Now that might be it. But you've got you've got those undefeated matchups, which I think is going to be great. And special shout out to your school, James Madison, ranked for the first time after their promotion to Division One. So uh, I think it's going to be a great weekend great college weekend the one thing that i might do where i might miss some games is i did get just in case three tickets to the buck scrimmage which is saturday at noon uh i might go there with the the wet though the old ball and chains i might go with my wife and son
3: i was gonna say are you
2: taking the kid too well that's what i would want to see we did just go to fight a couple of weeks ago for that open doors mke thing and we took a tour did I tell you about that tour? No. We toured FIserve. Did you get to see like things that They took you through Marquette's locker room. They took you to where the players get introduced and then they took you on the court for a little bit. And then he went upstairs. He he's really excited this tour guide was. There's a deer that's made out of basketballs. I've seen it. Yes. It's called Bradley? Oh, they they named it? Yeah. He loves this 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 He thinks it's the greatest thing that's ever been existed. So what happens on this tour, and I may have already told this story on the podcast. I don't remember, but the tour guide had, it was about 20 of us. Okay. He sends half of them on the elevator up to the next floor. And then he joins us the other half on the next elevator. He sends the first half up to the fourth floor. He takes us up to the second floor. We're all like, Hey, where's everybody else? And he just does not give a shit. And some ladies like, my husband and son are, where are, where did you send them? And he's like, well, oh, follow this way. You'll see a basketball deer. <laughs> he did not care. It was like one of these NBC shows where half of the plane ages or half of the city of LA falls back in time. And he just did not care. It was wild.
3: That is fantastic. Kind of. And Weird,
2: I'm the I'm the best rated tour guide here. He's half of his tour is missing, running around in Pfizer Forum, by the way, with no one to guard them. I don't know. Wow. It was pretty weird. So I might go there this weekend and check them out. Bucks have a game tonight uh, against Chicago.
5: The Bulls. And then,
2: uh, yeah, and then Brooklyn preseason that is on ESPN, and that's tomorrow night, and that wraps up their preseason season and starts next Thursday, which I don't know who's doing it with me. Maybe you want to special announcement. That show will be a live post game pod. Are you going to do Bucks post game shows too? I would like to do a select number of them. Yes. Okay. So, just looking at the schedule, Thursday, October 20th against the Sixers, I'm going to jump on and that'll be the episode. Yeah. Uh, The Saturday, no. Wednesday against the Nets on the 26th, yeah. I mean, I'm going to – because that's like – as we go through this podcast here and I still try to figure out, you know, what it is and keep it as close to the show as possible, there's some days where there's not much going on. Maybe I can put a couple in the can and – you know, take the, like the day to look for jobs. Okay. But then if I'm going to do this, I can't just be like, Hey, uh, the bucks play this week and then not talk about them. So I want live reaction. I think there's a space for a post game. I think I can provide it. I'm not going to do it every game. I'm not going to do the Fridays and Saturdays. You know, I might not do it against the dog shit teams, but I, I, I do plan to do a bunch of these after bucks games. I definitely do.
3: Maybe we could set up something down at the deer district. For a
2: game, yeah. Just a thought. You know, I'm kicking a, a lot of these ideas around
3: because I know, do I think
2: it do. would be cool.
3: I yes, I, I I do live down here.
2: Yeah, I know. So I want to, you know, I want to start getting out there. Okay, so that's that's just something in the uh, in the old spank bank on the top of my head. <laughs> I don't spank bank women. I spank bank remote broadcast locations. Okay. Like, oh, I could broadcast there once. Oh, there's an outlet on the street. That'd be that'd be great. It's all you need, right? It's just, just an outlet. Yeah. Well, this is my outlet to talk Wisconsin sports with all of you. And I appreciate you listening. Like and subscribe. Make sure you check out Happy Place Hemp.
3: I miss the Brewers. I do.
2: Shut the fuck up. Make sure you check out Happy Place Hemp. Happyplacehemp.com. They are located in Muskego off College Court. They I'm going to uh, take one of these gummies here. I will pop the morning one today. Yeah, there's just it's THC some of these are THC free. You know, that's a good part of it. You know, uh the the uh marijuana plant, Tim. I learned all this. There's CBD and there's THC. Okay. And so they take if it's just CBD, you can sell it. And then uh, you can also sell it if it has THC in it, but not, like, a lot.
3: And that's what you take. Yeah? It's, it's, I mean, I'm telling you, like, everyone reacts different to it. So, for me, I take it when I go to sleep, the Delta 8.
2: The Delta 9, uh, less than 0.3% Delta 9 THC. And it's legal. Now the, the, the nighttime ones, the,
3: the, those don't have THC.
2: No, those
3: I'm going to start taking.
2: Yeah. They, they have helped me. I'm not kidding.
3: So I wouldn't say they did if they didn't. I'm interested in the morning stuff. Now I might have to get some of that. Yeah.
2: I'm interested. Um, I also have one other product there that I'm going to tell you about. It's, uh. Full spectrum muscle cream. So on the next episode that you join me, I'd like to rub you down in it. All right. And uh, see how you
3: react. I will, uh, I will, I will come over to your house.
2: Happyplacehemp.com. You use the promo code. The promo code is just Bart. You'll get 25% off your order. And that is a code you can use multiple times. OK, they'll ship it to you discreetly, just in a white box. Not that it needs to be. It's legal, but they'll ship it to you discreetly and you're good to go. Use the promo code Bart, happyplacehemp.com. Or if you go in there, as Tim is going to, uh, just tell him where you heard about the product on the Bart Winkler Show podcast. All right, Tim, enjoy all the baseball today, buddy. Go Mariners. Good old Timmy Shea. Timothy, Michael, Shea, Timothy, Patrick, Shea, Timothy, David. It's either Patrick, Michael, David, or John. That's what I decided. I'll ask him. I fancy myself someone good at guessing middle names. I'm actually terrible at it. For girls, I just say Anne or Marie. And I'm usually right. And for guys, I always say David and I get it like once every 35 times. So that's something I <laughs> am telling you now. All right. I got a couple more voicemails that came in about the Packers. So want to get to those. John and Franklin was such a great caller into the radio show. And it's a bummer. You know, John, I, I like talking to John and part of what was good was their interactions. And now I make him call into this voicemail thing. He wants to call in live. He wants to be able to call in live. So maybe we'll set that up, a longer chat with John and Franklin. But got him here calling the number 402-915-BART about Sunday's game, the loss to the Giants.
6: Hi, this is John and Franklin. A couple comments about the debacle that was the London game Sunday morning, central time. Obviously a disappointing loss. A lot of things have been covered by your other listeners. Chickens are coming home to roost. This team has been walking on the edge since the beginning of the season. Hasn't played up to what our expectations are. Our expectations were built on some of the moves made in the offseason, assuming that we were going to improve the defense. was glad to see Rasul Douglas back. I thought that was huge. The commitment of two first-round picks, to the defense at the expense of possibly moving up and getting a guy that can actually catch a ball down the field now, not saying that Dobbs can't do it in the future. This thing is, it's going to be a difficult season. I think we're going to all be pretty disappointed and we may be looking up at the Vikings when this thing is all said and done. And that really doesn't sit well with me. Um, The timeout use, you know, it's one thing when you're up 10, 15 points in the fourth quarter. But when you're in a tight game, I think you're almost better off taking the five-yard loss. We could have used that 40 seconds at the end of the game. Would it matter? We'll never know. But I think there's an arrogance that this team goes about just thinking things are all going to fall into place and you're going to roll the helmets out. This defense got a lot to be desired from what we've seen. Is it Barry? would seem so. What's a really good coach do? Finds a way to devise a scheme that fits the talent he has, but once again, going back to the arrogance factor, I'm going to make these guys play in my system. Well, it ain't working. It wasn't working in week one, and this isn't just a simply roll out the helmets repeat of last year where we went on a big winning streak after the first game debacle. There's a lot of chapters to be written in this season yet, but there's a there's a healthy skepticism on my behalf on where we're going to be. And I just hope I'm wrong. Thanks for the form.
2: John and Franklin, the ghost of John and Franklin. He lives. I don't know if John's called other stations or not. I did uh, pop on a Milwaukee station and I heard a, I, I heard another caller. I was stunned about that, but I, I, it was a familiar voice. I forget who it was though. I knew the guy's voice and I didn't know his name. I felt terrible. He must not know there's a pod. Uh, You got to tell your friends. The Bart Winkler Show, Apple, Spotify, Google, YouTube sometimes. The thing about John's call, John, it seems like he's worried that the season's going to be bad. And in the last couple of days, what happens? Packer fans freak out. Then you have the group of Packer fans, as we talked about earlier, say don't freak out. And then you have... The R-E-L-A-X people. Uh, it's only five games. You know, a lot of season left. And, like, statistically, they're right. Where I try to look at it is, what have I seen and what what did, what that I should cut this? What is it that I've seen? What will it show me? <laughs> what, what I, I want to – you know what I'm trying to say. Maybe you don't because I don't. But like when the Bucs were down 0-2 to the Suns, I saw enough NBA Finals. I saw enough Bucks. I saw enough Suns, frankly, that I thought they're still, I, I can see the Bucs winning this. It, it's very, very possible, likely. The Brewers in August, when I done clubbed them, you just saw the trajectory. What, it wasn't like they were, like, it, it just. They, it wasn't happening. You could see that. With the Packers, it is too early to make a declaration one way or the other. But the trend is bad. I think the trend is bad. Yes, they lost uh, to the Giants, and yes, they beat New England. Had they lost that game in overtime to New England, and they're sitting at 2-3 and three now, th- then I don't know. Because the NFC, it's going to be bunched up in that 6-7 spot. Every one of these wins is going to be important. I think a lot of us assume the Packers are making the playoffs. I do. I have. I always do. And I think if they would allow, if they're two and three, we're talking, we're wondering about playoffs. I think if they do lose to the jets, then we freak out. And I, this again, going back to what Rogers said, who all Jair said was, if we lose next week, then I'll worry. Basically saying, I'm not too worried, but he said the phrase, if we lose next week and then Rogers is acting all pissy. I don't know. I just can't stand the guy. Uh, I didn't. I do not want to see him get hurt. Let me just triple clarify that. What I was saying on yesterday's show was that when I thought he might have got hurt, I was like, Jordan Love? I'm not rooting for anyone to get hurt, okay? Outside of maybe uh, the Watts. I'm kidding! I'm also crossing my fingers. You be the judge. There was a tweet that Andy Herman had. Andy Herman of Pack-A-Day Podcast, which is on this very Blue Wire network. So check out bluewirepods.com. There's a bunch of us. There's a lot of other, you know, former radio guys doing this. There's just a lot going on. And Andy Herman's one of them. He took a screenshot. The Packers are at about the 30-yard line. And this is a play where Rodgers ends up throwing it to Tyler Davis, incomplete down the left sideline. He took a screenshot. Tunyon's wide open and Dubs is wide open. They've both beaten their guys. They've got the middle of the field. There is a safety up top, but Rodgers has plenty of time to get a ball in there to Tunyon and get a ball in there to Dobbs. He's looking that direction. He's looking at them. Instead, he checks them both off and then throws incomplete down the sideline to Davis. And if you're going to talk about who does he trust, you know, he trusts already Dobbs and Tunyon way more than Tyler Davis. Who's covered one-on-one. And then these guys, I mean, you throw the Dobbs. You throw the Dobbs. Go check out Andy Herman NFL, and I retweeted it to at Wings Things. But if you throw the Dobbs, he's walking in, and then Tunyon's probably down to the five. And it's not about the talent to me. I still think physically Rogers has it. There's some conversation: is he washed? Is he done? And sure, fine. He's he's physically still. I think there. This these mental mistakes or not taking this chance it's not even a chance it's a wide open throw I don't understand it and unless we're in his body in his mind and have his vision all we can bank on is what he tells us or what he'll tell McAfee today or what he'll tell reporters tomorrow that's all that that's all that we can do but if you just look at some of the if you just watch the game okay it doesn't look good and then if you Look more closely at some of the videos and some of the plays, it looks even worse. So there were again, there's so much out of Sunday that was bad. The defense has to be better. Uh, the play calling has to be better. Whether they like these plays or not, you can't be taking these chunk plays down the field when that's not what the flow of the game is calling for at the time. LaFleur and Rodgers need to need to hammer this thing out. This is a team that can win a Super Bowl. They can win a Super Bowl. I think a lot of, I think a good 15 teams can win a Super Bowl this year. I think the Vikings can win the Super Bowl. I think the Eagles can win the Super Bowl. I think the Bengals could get back and win the Super Bowl. I'm trying to think of teams in the middle there. I mean, the Giants could squeak their way. The Cowboys, the Niners, the Buccaneers. I almost said Saints. Maybe I will. Taysom Hill game. There's a lot of teams that in the NFL, I think right now, can win the Super Bowl. It's just they got to hammer it out and I don't know that I don't know that they're ready to do that. All right through the power of podcast we heard one Dave and Cudahy call. We heard from him prior to the game and again now through the power of the podcast. Sorry for the peas. We can now hear from David and Cudahy a second time.
4: Good morning gentlemen David and Cudahy. I had to call at some point, I didn't do it yesterday after the game, because I was too busy raging after seeing the Packers lose in such fashion. Um, I, I, I still am in disbelief. I, I can't believe what has happened, and I shouldn't be surprised by this, because Rodgers came out last week demanding that they're to throw the ball more. He said they were going to throw the ball more after his statement of, uh, you know, we can't win games like this. This this can't keep up. And then he talked about just passing it. I, I mean, when you have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, arguably one of the best backfields in the league as far as the combination is concerned, You should be utilizing them nonstop. Why? Oh, my God. Thank the Lord. I was forced to go and watch my kid play soccer because it at least prevented me from seeing that heartbreak. It just needs to get changed up, something needs to be changed. I think a move needs to be done. I'm not staying with Rodgers. You know me, I'm a Jordan Love guy. I think, personally, it's time to start feeling out how he can do in a pro style uh, and just like a professional offense. Get him in there. But, you know, Rodgers, if he's there, sure. Get some type of movement out of Joe Barry. Let Lafleur actually make the fucking calls. Instead of just like here's a pass, here's a run. Just do something. Something needs to be fixed. And as of right now, I see the biggest problem being here is is ego. All right, gentlemen. Have a good one.
2: Thanks, Dave. Remember when LaFleur came over here? We thought it was gonna be like the Niners offense or the Rams offense a series of plays that look similar and build upon each other. The Niners, the example I always use was they're setting up a 30 yard strike to Kittle on this drive. And what they might do is come out and Debo's in motion and it's a flip to him and it's six, seven yards. Okay. Then they run it to maybe most at the time, Jeff Wilson now, and it's like three, four, five yards. It's first down. Okay. But what they're doing is they're setting up to bait you into these runs and then they strike you because Kittle's blocking this whole time. And then like then there's a play later where he doesn't block. And he's wide open because the other team's bogged down with the run. It's just, it's, it's like chess. I mean, it's like it's thinking six, five, five, six moves ahead. I thought we'd see more of that offense, especially as these two work together. Again, it's their senior year. It's their fourth year together. But instead, uh, it's back to the Rodgers, chuck them up, see who comes down with it. It's very Favre in nature, except Favre was always picked off. <laughs> Rodgers is just incomplete. So at least at least we have that. Favre would throw interceptions. Rodgers is just incomplete. On those six balls that were deep, none of them, I mean, were any of them close? Again, it's not like they're going off the fingertips here. We can't be like, oh, Dub sucks. Oh, Lazard sucks. Unless they're running the, the terrible route. Which then, you know, you go back to, well, maybe work on that kind of stuff in the summer instead of taking drugs for the first time and bragging about it. Um The other thing I wanted to mention, Matt Rule can from Carolina. The stat on him, he's like one for 21. I got to have the correct stat because every time that they said it, it was unbelievable. You hear the stat, it doesn't even make sense. First of all, I don't know how Matt rule has been coaching that long. So this was his third year with Carolina before they fired him. Essentially they're giving him $40 million to go away. I mean, again, these coaches are some of the dumbest people in the world yet. They they get huge contracts, which they never finish and they always get the bank off of them. What are we doing? Something's very wrong here. Matt rule went one in 27, when his opponent scored 17 plus points. So if the Panthers gave up 17 points, they were going to lose except one time in the Rule era. Uh, Warren sharp notes that for context, the bears are averaging 17 points a game this year. And that, that's not a lot. And we think the bears suck and the Panthers are losing to that kind of team. Now Baker's been terrible. Baker's been absolutely trash. I don't really like the QBR stat because ESPN just made it up. Uh, Quarterback rating is what I prefer, even though ESPN's is simpler because it's out of 100. Baker Mayfield's QBR through the first five games was 16.8 out of 100. Lowest since they made up this stat in 2006. Uh, Jamarcus Russell had the lowest for the first five games of any season at 11.5. Baker's been terrible. I was wrong about him. Right about Daniel Jones, right about uh Jalen Hurts, right about Tua if he ever plays again. Very wrong on Baker and hope not to be wrong on uh Justin Fields. Well, maybe I should want to be wrong. I don't want the Bears to be good, but I want to be right. I want to be right, but the Bears still be bad. I just want Justin Fields to be good. That's what I want. I did see one article on CBS about college places where Rua could land. Wisconsin was mentioned. Wisconsin's going to be mentioned because they have an interim coach. Matt Rule's not coming to Wisconsin. You know, sometimes you have a great college run and then you do so bad in the pros. Now Nick Saban was able to go back and figure it out. So there is, you know, uh, an example to it, but do you want Matt rule to be your coach? If you're, if you're a badger, is any badger fan outside of this one article that I mentioned that I'm now bringing to you, is anyone even going to connect the dots between Matt rule and Wisconsin? There are no dots to connect. Go coach at Colorado or some shit, Nebraska. I don't care. So he's out. Also uh, one other thing. As we preview the rest of the week, David Stearns talks today at 1130. Maybe you're listening. He's already spoken. Um, If they do something shocking, we will have our first emergency pod. Because only Stearns is talking, I believe. I don't think that council's talking. I think that's standard, though. I think that's standard. So I'm not trying to speculate on anything. But if something shocking happens, we'll do our... First emergency pod. We've also got Mm -hmm, mm -mm coming up tomorrow with Toby and Paul. Andy Herman, like I said, from Pack a Day podcast. He'll join us later this week. And Ryan Horvath for the Friday show. Again, new episodes daily, weekdays. They drop at 5 a.m. Central. So it's just like the radio show, only it's the podcast. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep doing it as long as you're listening. That's pretty much the... That's pretty much the plan. If people are listening, I'll do it. If no one listens anymore, well then, then I'm not going to do it, but I like doing it. So keep listening. We'll be back tomorrow. The Bart Winkler show podcast. Thanks to our friends at blue wire. Happy place hemp and you.